Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another Red Jackson podcast with me, Rick, me, Charlie, me, Fraser, and me, Sirhan. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Oh All right, boys. So this week, I thought we'll do something a little bit similar to what we did last time, and we're going to talk about Spider-Man, specifically across the Spider-Verse. So into the Spider-Verse 2, specifically. Because the second one's dropping in June 2nd, so I think it's like a little over two okay. weeks away. So I thought, we'll give ourselves a little refresher, talk about the first one, get some hype going, see what we all think, and then we'll get into the second one, and then... We'll you know what, what that's, a, that's a good one, because I think we was talking about, like, doing potties about upcoming things, and I think that, for us, is one of the more upcoming things. So, yeah, good shot, Rick. And mm. It makes sense, right? Like, it's Marvel, it's Spider-Man, it's a fucking amazing film, so... Top-tier film, yeah. Yeah. And we've all seen it. I'm excited so. for this. I love this film. Let's do it. <laughs> So just to get into it, for any listeners who who have not seen the first movie, um, bitten by a radioactive spider in the subway, Brooklyn teenager Miles Morales suddenly develops mysterious powers that transform him into the one and only Spider-Man. When he meets Peter Parker, he soon realizes that there are many others who share his special high-flying talents. Well, there is Sirhan, his effects in the background. Oh, I wanted to be the background. <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm stopping, I'm stopping. I'm so sorry. That's all going to be monetized. That's it, that's it. That's gone. It'll be, it'll be monetized for a completely wrong song. <laughs> Harry Potter theme song. I'll be fair, I'll be fair. So Mars must now use his newfound skills to battle the evil kingpin, a hulking madman, who can open portals to other universes and pull different versions of Spider-Man into our world. Different versions. Now, we've all seen it. The first movie. What did you think? That's a 10 out of 10. 100%. One I of mean, the, one of the best even the trailer. Yeah. Yeah. For it, so like, even when the trailer dropped, it was just like, okay, this, this, uh, this style is already incredible even if the story wasn't great that art was just worth going to the cinema for anyway and then the story was fucking awesome and it was like oh this is the spider-man movie that we've basically been waiting for and we got it in the best way it was so great yeah like what would you even call that art style because it's it's not even quite cell shaded but cartoony but obviously 3d it was it's definitely unique isn't it it's got so yeah. many layers. Like there was a corridor crew breakdown of it, and it's it's oh. insane. Like, but they they basically um, patterned it, like because yeah. um, it's a whole different style of animation, and now other places like want to use it and stuff. That's crazy. They've, like made it into an actual CG programming. Yeah, it's, it's wicked. Like a, <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. a hybrid kind of animation that they've done. Like some of it's computer generated, and then it's been polished by hand every single frame. Mm-hmm. But we'll, we'll, we'll get into like the actual animation side of it in a that's bit. the way to yeah. do it but yeah it's definitely one of the best what pieces of spider-man media to uh to come out in recent years isn't it yeah. um yeah, yeah. spider-man's yeah. had its had its ups and downs it's been a pretty solid uh comic book run i think but yeah in terms of in terms of media uh especially being part of marvel media it's been a bit hit and miss you know 
and um for sony to produce it as well it's it just kind of solidifies their their take on the marvel universe i think because of that yeah. you know, like they're, they're gonna hang on to spider-man aren't they in terms of rights yeah i think that was a game changer for sony wasn't it yeah like, pretty much mm-hmm. they f- they found they found a working formula yeah so, yeah yeah it's, it's amazing film amazing film i honestly best spider-man film best spider-man film that exists i i Ooh. i would I'm, I'm gonna do a charlie fight me on it fight me I, I don't care what you say i know each <laughs> spider-man film came at a really good time like no one could take away like sam raimi's have been quite spider-man because that was the first like it's on screen and it worked and you looked at that person from best spider-man everything kind of came off of that was a it was a really nice development and i know there's pros and cons and whatnot but for me spider-verse was the first spider-man film i'd watched in how odd how many odd years you know if it came out how many odd years ago i was in my 20s when it came out i watched the previous spider-man films when i was a teenager onwards and obviously the cartoons and the comics that i read when i was a kid and spider-verse for me after like a lot of my adult life i felt like a kid again like i felt like spider-man it gave me that feeling that i hadn't had in years that feeling holding onto a toy and being like i am web swinging around the freaking kitchen right now like um so for me personal favorite but i would argue that it's probably one of it's not if not the best spider-man film yeah yeah, and it's and it's not like even it's not even like it's the typical Peter Parker story either. It it yeah, goes no. way with Miles Morales mm-hmm. um, yeah. and bringing his take and modernizing it a bit as well, making it more appealing, I guess. Yeah, I think like telling like the Miles side of the Spider-Man story, it gives it a completely different flavor because we've we've already had three different movie versions of spider-man where it's always peter parker and then you know uncle ben dies and we've seen that story so many times but seeing it from miles's point of view and the whole different side of the spider-man i think it just adds a different flavor to it but um mm-hmm. yeah man, i completely agree with all of you like i think it is i mean i've said it before and i'll say it again it is the best spider-man film i think i have ever seen across tom holland's movies and um who directed the Tom Holland movies? Uh, John John Watts, John Watts, John Watts. Watts. John Watts. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah, of course. And then Sam Raimi's Tobey Maguire movies, all that. This is by far the best Spider-Man iteration they have ever created. Like from the animation to the story to the soundtrack, like the, even just like the basic feel of the movie, you feel that that struggle from Miles's side, like you know that. Like him learning to become Spider-Man. Because you don't really get a lot of that in the other movies. You, you, Spider-Man is kind of already Spider-Man in a way. You get like a brief mm. sort of training sequence or whatever where a little quick little montage of him becoming it, but then he's quickly Spider-Man. But a lot of this movie is kind of focused on Miles becoming that hero. It gives you that, that same feeling like, like that, you know, that get back up, the Spider-Man doesn't quit kind of thing, that bravery, that's what Spider-Man's always about. Yeah. But yeah. I think it's um top tier, top top tier film. I mean, the original comic um is it's quite similar. It's not as into the Spider Verse, but it has the the crossover with the original Spider Man, I believe. And he's like, "Oh my God, you're dead in my universe!" And it was like kind of similar. 
And that story was actually really dope. And so they kind of stuck to a really nice part of that story, but then gave even more with just like, no, but this is like the entire, you know, you're going to get a load of different ones. It's not just going to be this one little thing in this movie. You're going to get a freaking Nicolas Cage version. (laughs) Like (laughs) it was so dope. Such a great idea. It was a great casting for Spider-Man Noir. Yeah. (laughs) He nailed it. Um, all right, so we, t- we touched on it a little bit already, but the animation for the film, because I think it deserves its own praise. So mm-hmm. what did you think? What did you think? Like, what do you think sets it apart from, like, every other Spider-Man film that you've seen or most kind of comic-y sort of films that had to try that comic sort of effect, but it doesn't really work? Why do you think it worked for this? That scene where Peter Parker is teaching Miles how to swing, and they're, they're, they're running away from Doc Ock. Mm. I, I think we all know this already because we've probably all seen yeah. the videos on it and stuff, but obviously for the listeners, they like, they done it as two separate entities and meshed them together and they were running at different frame rates and they, mm-hmm. they started to sync up the frame rates so that they started swinging together. And that's a whole, that's a whole different ball game. You're playing with two different, complete different files, complete different, like, you know, um, projects and yeah and and yeah just the idea of that to me i mean to all of us i think it was just so nerdily exciting (laughs) just because it was so weird to watch because you're kind of watching it like it is weird because miles is definitely moving slower than peter but he's not in slow motion but there's like something weird and then it just starts to catch him ah that i mean that's the that's how much intent they put behind every scene i think like if you were to pause that film at any point you're getting a screen grab, like a full-on HD wallpaper oh, yeah. for that movie. You know, like every single scene, every single shot is like top-notch quality. It's wicked. It's yeah, it is probably the best Spider-Man film. Yeah. Debatable, <laughs> but yeah, I think as far as what rewatching it, I could rewatch that Spider-Man more than I could rewatch any of the other Spider-Man films. I'm yeah. not saying it's the one that I came out the cinema swinging around the kitchen to, like Zahan. <laughs> I think Tobey Maguire will always be that for me um because i was a kid and it was the first but yeah no spider-verse man yeah the animation is just insane Insane. yeah that's that's where um where animation just has that upper hand because there are things you can accomplish when you're animating a character or animating a scene and filming it that you can't do with live action or you could Mm -hmm. try but it will look weird you know you gotta get camera angles you gotta rely on cg whereas when you're animating you can be a bit goofy with it you you don't have to follow human limitations um and yeah even even messing with the frame rates like i bet that would just look really strange if that was live action you know no way home try to get yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah that would be requires trying to show tom holland how, how to swing <laughs> 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 that would be so memeable. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, absolutely. Like from from start to finish, even with facial expressions and things like that, it really helps you connect with the characters. Like you can really follow Miles's story, what he goes through, his inner turmoil, which is you know it's much different from um from Peter Parker's because he's got that. He's already got that introduction to like what justice is and things like that because obviously his dad's a police officer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think he he kind of goes in knowing 
what he's got to do and and the whole power and responsibility thing. Um, yeah. It's just like you say, Rikesh, he's got to learn how to be Spider-Man and how, how yeah. to physically uh, like use his power for good. Yeah, and mentally, like mentally, you know, yeah. getting getting over that first big jump. I love that idea as well. Like yeah. that whole that whole bit, you know, you got to take the leap. Yeah, because that would be the most terrifying thing. Yeah. To trust that you're not going to just die. <laughs> yeah. You know, you're Spider Man. Yeah, yeah, I first I, I first thought about that in the um in the Spider Man game, the PS4 game, because I think he he says something like, "Yeah, he he goes up to the, the Empire State. He went up to the Empire State Building just to sort of." like help with his fear of heights or get used to the, being at heights because it's not mm-hmm. something you think about it's, it's not like he just you just get superpowers and you're used to it <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah you've still got your inner anxieties and fears like mm. at the end of the day if you're scared of spiders and you got bit by a spider and you become <laughs> spider-man you might be scared of yourself you know you don't know <laughs> true true i think the animation is like a, a combination of what everyone said, like even what Charlie was pointing out with like the difference of frame rates. And I know they played on those types of techniques throughout all. So like the artistic sh- style was something that they kind of patterned themselves. And I was kind of looking into it. It was like motion smearing as it was sort of in the thirties and forties of cartoon brought more to the digital age, a combined with a bit of CGI and handwork, like hand drawings and all of that combined. And those make an art style, that's the presentation, but like the frame rate difference is like a choice. That's an artistic choice that you do. And it almost sounds counterintuitive. And like Fraser was saying, things work in animation that wouldn't work in live action. Because I think no matter what, we're so well-informed when it comes to this sort of stuff, that even if they get CGI to a point where it is like, you cannot tell if it is real or not. Like you look at like the latest avatar that came out. And I think I literally believe that there's a blue person standing there at this stage. My mind goes, but it's not, mm. you know, it's it, my mind always kind of know it's not though. It's close, but it's not, it's always going to be 99% where animation can be 100% because it can look like something 80, 90%, but the brain will always fill in that gap and you just make it believable because you go, it's a cartoon, it's animation. So Within this world, that's exactly what that character looks like. You know, they've only got three crease lines on their face, for example, or this or that. So it all sounded a bit like, like I said, a bit counterintuitive, but I loved it. And literally, as you guys said, like I've, I think I've had the phone on my, uh, the film on my phone and just screenshot, screenshot, screenshot. And every single shot, I'm like, oh my God, background, wallpaper, anything and everything. Um, but um, I think what I liked the most about the animation wasn't necessarily just the look, was the fact that they could have got everything right, but it could have looked a bit cheesy or overly comic booky. Like I still took it seriously. It wasn't just like someone hit someone and be like, wham, and you're like, oh, okay, it's it's for comedic effect or just to be sort of uh, uh, more original or comic booky. And the reason I say this is like the difference of like that scene where um, Peter and Miles are running away from those agents, and he throws, and obviously that well-known joke where he throws the bagel and it's like bagel and you get the bagel mark and then you laugh if you notice it but then there's the bit where miles i think i can't remember what stage but it's um we know when the spider sense kicks off and the film just goes quiet and then the word just boom just danger pops up behind him 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That is very yeah. comic booky. It could have been very not as serious, but you took it so seriously, even though it was playing with animation that's quite mm-hmm. lighthearted. It was a very serious animation, yeah. if that makes sense. So it was yeah. it, it it found that balance very well that I enjoyed it, but took it seriously when it needed to be. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like fair. I can I can imagine that kind of thing coming up in something like um Scott Pilgrim. Or kick ass or something like yeah. that. Yeah. And you would you would take that as like a jokey moment. Whereas yeah. in yeah. when you're watching Spider-Man, you know, that's that universe. And they can yeah, you get absorbed into that. Yeah, you like kind the... of ex- accept it as it is. And like you said, mm-hmm. Scott Pilgrim leans into the quirkiness of it and it works for it because of it. Yeah. But this leaned into it constantly and it fed every type of mood. That it needed to fill the, the different kind of the very different styles scott pilgrim kind of animation obviously is like a hybrid of like real people and animated scenes and everything but with this like like that scene that you mentioned where like me first gets his 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 powers and he's standing there and that scene kicks off where he's got that that giant watch out thing like his, his spider sense tingling um when you watch that scene there's like music in the background there's like build up to it and then everything just drops dead silent and you just get that flash no sound no nothing you just get that flash of watch out on the screen and it kind of makes yeah. you jump and like a, oh shit what the fuck is that but it still stays so quiet mm. it's kind of like a very good mimic of what i imagine his spider sense would be like yeah um, or the feeling yeah, of like, it yeah like just that quick kind of oh shit what the fuck is that and then he just ducks real quick yeah there's definitely things that the animation can do that obviously you just cannot do in real in mm. like real CGI kind of things. And with this, I think it's definitely paid off. Like the style that they've chosen for the theme of the movie, it it just fits so perfectly. And it, everything just goes. Nothing feels out of place. You're never like, oh, that was a weird scene. Or oh, that that didn't look right. Like every single frame of the movie is spot on it's actually amazing and the character design like miles is adorable he is drawn so well that you instantly just love his little face he is so cute and that's i think that's probably why they have that first shot of him on the bed with the headphones because you're like oh look at him oh he's so cute i love him (laughs) and like peter parker being like this kind of chubby guy you know with like the stubble and stuff yeah even the character design is and fisk yeah. The size of Fisk. And, yeah. and again, you couldn't get away with that in um, in live action because he would look stupid. Yeah, <laughs> it would yeah. make sense, exactly. but he's literally just a square, and it it's t- it's terrifying. He's a force. Yeah, no, everything they did uh, as far as like the drawing and the animation and stuff, and and uh, the kind of mechanics that they threw in with the whole bagel and power and whatever. Even though it's comedy, they st- it is a mechanic that they continue to use in the darker, mm-hmm. deeper times. Mm-hmm. Like it's yeah. Yeah, yeah, man. The more you point out about this film, the, the more it just solidifies its place in like your yeah. tier list. You know what I oh, mean? Yeah. Like, or just yeah. climbs even higher if it isn't already at the top. It's really good. <laughs> yeah. Everything you guys were saying, I was just like, yeah. Oh my god, yeah. There's so much more to it. Another thing is that like... the the colors and filters yeah. they're able to use as well. It doesn't beautiful. Doesn't jar you. Doesn't throw you out. Like in the like the final scenes when they're when mm. they're fighting. Uh, yeah, that's a good in point. the machine, and it's throwing yeah. out all these, these funky colors, and there's there's stuff flying everywhere, all over the screen. 
Yeah. And uh, it's Palace, you can see it. Off. Yeah. 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 And, and oh, you know what? If you compare that to like, if you compare that to like No Way Home, when you've got the three Spider Men swinging around and fighting in that final scene, that, that, if you could, that's shot in the dark. You can barely see what Spider Man you're looking at a lot of the time. They do highlight yeah. them when they can. But, you know, if you were to just, as you like, as we've been saying, if you just paused it, you probably wouldn't know what one you're looking at a lot of the yeah. time. You know what I mean? Whereas in this film, yeah, every single Spider-Man and version, and you've got one that's in black and white, you've got one that's literally drawn as an anime character, you know, you've got yeah. so many different art styles and, you know, a pig, <laughs> the spider, <laughs> spider pig, you know, just like, yeah, it's, it's, or whatever, it's Peter Porker. Yeah, it's just so fucking awesome that they can just have them all going crazy, as Fraser said, with all this debris and crazy effects going on of the, you know, the uh the multiverse breaking around them and shit and mm -hmm. you still see everything that's going on because they focus yep. well on it and they get the right colors and the right stuff yeah it's freaking dope yeah like even like the the plot lines of the story I mean, i won't give any spoilers away but even like the typical spider-man becoming spider-man scene that happens the way it happens in this movie did you expect it to have the way it happened the way it happened because i wasn't expecting it the first time i saw it and obviously when it happened i was like oh fucking shit yeah of course that makes so much sense because it's still a spider-man story but i just was not expecting it the whole time throughout the movie are we yeah gonna avoid boy I, I feel I mean, like this is, this people yeah, no, can say spoilers for yeah. everyone who watched it rikesh come on mate. it was this isn't a spoiler free <laughs> sure. fucking conversation about spider-verse that people who haven't seen it are going to listen to if you haven't seen it yeah. Go watch it. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I can't say that I was sure what was going to happen. Um, he's he still loses an uncle, obviously, but his uncle was a villain. He's stuck in like a between a rock and a hard place, really. Oof. So, yeah. you know, it's it's almost just as bad as what Peter Parker might have gone through, because he would oh, go, yeah, because he would he would sort of go to his uncle to like sort of get away from his controlling dad or and just get a bit of freedom and then just to realize that this person that you idolize is actually a, a villain on the side mm -hmm. and that you're actually you've had to fight him and then you know and he's terrifying like yeah. he fully scared the shit out of miles like when he starts that chasing sound the effect. song yes yeah and the fact that yeah he chased his nephew like obviously he didn't know it was him at the time but miles has seen who he is and he's like oh my god and then gets hunted down by him mm -hmm. and he's like running for his life i mean yeah that's way more traumatic than you know uncle ben getting that shot it's <laughs> a big reflection of like being like he lives up to his name the prowler like he will mm. literally prowl around you man he's got that uh presence um, yeah, that whole chase scene is amazing. But like, what I would say, what I find interesting about Miles Morales' story, and especially in focusing obviously on this film, is Spider-Man is like, Spider-Man becomes Spider-Man because of sort of a freak accident, which leads on to a sacrifice, you know, great power, great responsibility, learning that lesson, realising he could have possibly stopped his uncle's murder because of the the robbery and, and so on and so forth so it's like a big moral to it and he kind of evolves in a very he guilt way. himself doesn't he kind of like he still agrees with his morals i still think he would have done the right thing but he, you know it's you learn a lesson in that 
but Miles and like you guys kind of pointed out where his transformation was in like segments in the sense of oh the role model to be good or great power or great responsibility good morals like he had his dad for that he they, he also existed in a universe where a spider-man existed that he had a role model of this is what a spider-man does this is what you do with these powers this is how you lead that life um and his sacrifice or not sacrifice but his loss of his uncle obviously wasn't necessarily his fault so it wasn't that same sort of guilt trip but it was that sort of dark patch that dark punch that the storyline needs to give him to give him a bit of depth and that sort of moral understand uh, emotional depth and understanding but in between all of that in the middle is and we've already touched on is that middle lesson is take a leap that's what he had to learn more it wasn't oh my god i can't let this happen to my uncle or any other uncle or parents or oh, I, I've got these superpowers, uh, no one else has it, I need to be the best version I can be. It's like those areas were kind of circumstantial or already present, yeah. whereas his middle line was, well, you know what to do with powers and you've lost someone and you want to do something about it. And that's why he's got other superheroes, other Spider-Men around him that kind of, even when Peter's like webs him up and it's like, you're not ready for this, you're not ready. And he has to make that internal choice to like almost like self-confidence, self-esteem to be like, I can do this. I need to take a leap. I need to trust that I can. And I think that's his biggest challenge for him as a Spider-Man in this film compared to sort of the other little things scattered around. Yeah. Completely yeah. agree with that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How, how old is he in the film? Miles? I think... I don't think it gives like a specific age. I think it's like 14, 15, I think, is what it was saying when I was, when I was researching. 14, 15. I want to say 15. Because I think in the comics, he was 12 when he got his powers, which explained a lot more of the fear and stuff of just going out and doing things because he was like really young. I think he was 12. I think he was the youngest Spider-Man. Wow. I remember seeing something about that. But yeah, that would explain his fear more. So, I mean, it's still 13, 14. He's still going to be scared as shit. You know? <laughs> exactly. uh, he's apparently 13. 14 in the film. 14. Yeah. yeah, 14. Even so, imagine being 14 years old and you suddenly get that. He says it like the, in the very first line, right? When he first meets the Spider-Man of his universe and he's like, um, Spider-Man says to him, I think you're like me. And he's like, I, I, I don't want to be. He's like, you, I don't mm. think you have a choice. And that's it. Like he's like shit. He's right. I I don't have a choice. Like I I'm, I've got to be Spider Man. And yeah. because of he yeah he has like his dad like he's a police officer. He's already, he's already got that inspiration and that good moral compass for it. So it just kind of helps guide him. But the story yeah. is about more mostly becoming him becoming the Spider Man, like earning that right. You know. Mm. Yeah, Absolutely. I think that's a different like like you said like. There's a pre-existing Spider-Man, so he's already got a standard to hit. But especially in this universe, that the the uh, the Spider-Man that dies dies in his universe. From what I could see and tell, he was like the picture-perfect Spider-Man. Like society loved him, the city loved him. He was on top of everything. Like he could do no wrong. Like he was like not just an example, but a prime example to live up to. To be like shit, it wasn't like the other Peter B. Parker, where sort of the more Peter Parker that we know, where people love him or hate him sort of vibe mm. yeah it was a bit of a captain america looking spider-man wasn't he like, yeah he was a yeah. bit more blonde hair, blonde hair blue eyes like the perfect yeah. kind of uh usa yeah <laughs> soldier <laughs> perfect life kind of going on yeah 
Yeah. Uh, right, so just... three minutes. Should we yeah. just? Oh yeah. Let's Wait, have a little ad break, guys. Ad break. Ad break. Oh my God! It's an alien terror attack. Call the Spider-Man. We need help. I'll save you, civilian. Oh my God, Spider-Man! It's Spider-Man. We're saved. Uh, I know. I'm not Spider-Man. I'm an alternate version. From a different universe. I'm just a man called Spider. Oh, um, all right. Can you please just help us? We're, we're kind of in trouble over here. Yeah, no, no, I don't really think I can help, to be honest. Um, but le hey, let me call upon another alternate version of Spider-Man. Wait, no, where are you going? Yo, 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 what's up, fellow followers? It's your boy Spider-Gram. Did, did you just say Spider-Gram? Like, Instagram? I'm... My guy gets it, followers, the highest trended superhero on social media. Oh my god, have you guys tried NordVPN? NordVPN? Uh, sir, I, I don't think this is the time. I, I'm not one to tell you how to do your job, but can you please just save us? Hold up, Spiderheads. Let me call upon another alternate version for this civilian in distress. BRB. Uh, Mr. Grab Spider, sir, I don't think you can say BRB. Can you please just help us? Uh, my, my son is trapped under that car over there. Rally to fear? Wider man is here. Wider than your average man. Well, yep, we're fucked. Should've moved to Canada. Goddamn Spider-Man. Into the Spider-Verse, Last Reserves, in cinemas, January 41st, experience in 12DX. Welcome back, guys, to the, to the Red Jackson podcast. Um, so just carrying on from where we was, I'm going to give you a little bit of trivia about the movie before we carry on, move on to the next one. Ooh, juicy so, trivia. Yeah. <laughs> So you're, that we already kind of mentioned that the Prowler's horn theme that that we heard is actually based off an elephant. They've digitized an elephant's trunk thing because I wanted to make it sound scary but kind of sad. If I if, if that if you felt that way, the bagel creative animation. <laughs> the what animation? The animation. You know when bagel. he throws the bagel and he hits the yeah bagel, yeah sorry the bagel. Apparently, when that was passed around in the team, when the in the development of the movie, that was like just noted as a joke. But the animator who actually got that took it seriously and actually added it in there. But they loved it, so they just kept it in the movie. Amazing! It's kind of cool. Um, and it was recently revealed that the film by the filmmakers that it took about eight hundred people total over four years to make this masterpiece. Of that eight hundred. <sighs> There was 180 animators, which was the largest team of animators Sony had used to date. And it was reported Jeez. that just one second of the 117 minute long movie took an animator about a week to complete. Jesus. One second? One second no of the movie way. took up an animator one week to complete. That's fucking wild. That's a labor of love. Like, how does someone like Sony, how, why, how do they take like this, basically this massive risk with all these people and all of this attention to detail? That's they must crazy. have known it was going to pay off. They must have known it was going to pay off because that's a huge gamble to, for it to take that long. They must have known they got something special in their hands, man. Because this film was honestly just incredible, start to finish. I mean, the story is really good. So if they had a mm. script first, 
and maybe like some drawings, like, you know, some timeline drawings, like basic sketch, maybe they could have gone, oh, okay, this could be a good angle for us because, you know, we have Spider-Man and obviously the MCU is kind of taking over our Spider-Man sales at the minute. So let's try something different. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's a, that is a big risk, isn't it, man? Mm. Four months per second. That's insane. I mean, I know it's like 25 frames or whatever frames they're using in whatever scene, but yeah. That's probably why every single fucking like thing you can screenshot is perfect. It literally is probably the reason why. Especially because they, they weren't just doing it, they were establishing that style. It wasn't like a preset, it wasn't something they could touch on or their own tools. They're like creating it as they go, adapting yeah. it, like trying out and uh, experimenting. And I'm sure that process in and of itself took a while because I think like I would agree with Chaz in the sense of Obviously, they had the comic books to lean on. They must, I would imagine, they must have had a good script or a story to to be able to say, right, all of this stuff is set and, you know, we've got a good thing going. We can do it standard animation. The name is Spider-Man. It will sell. Let's focus on the visuals now. Let's just focus on the animation. Like, there's no way they would have gone, we don't really have a story. We don't really know this. It's a bit of a gamble. And let's spend so much resource and time just on the look of it without really knowing like it, i wouldn't be surprised but it feels like this was one of those few times where it didn't feel like too studio based it's not the name trying to sell a brand it was people trying to sell their passion project yeah. to publish it and you know cinematize it yeah it, it goes yeah. one way or the other and i'm glad it went this way yeah like whatever their decision making behind it was i'm glad they did it this way because it it paid off it it clearly it paid off i think um the budget for it was like under 100 mil i think i could be wrong on that i think it grossed like 380 mil total so i think it like quadrupled what it deserved more it really deserved more this film is just so good did we all originally watch it in the cinema? I don't think we watched it together, but did we all go cinema to watch it? I would uh, imagine so, right? I saw this in the cinema. I can't remember if I... I don't think I watched it with you guys. I don't I think, think I watched it in the cinema. I don't think I did, you know. I think I watched it online, probably. I'm mad. I don't know why, though. I know. I went and watched it with my uncle in the cinema. I remember that moment because my uncle was like, I don't get it. Is he Peter Parker or is he not? And I had to literally sit there and kind of explain like there's multiple universes that have extended off of Peter. I remember having that conversation with him. So I went to cinema um, to watch it and fucking no regrets. I mean, it was a great movie to go cinema for. It was it was worth it. This is definitely a good cinema movie. I could watch that and I have on my phone and still be like, yeah, I'm so satisfied. Yeah, I can't. Not the I first, not the probably. first. How many times I've watched this film is crazy. But, um, this film was released in in cinemas on December 19th, 2018. And the great Steve Ditko and Stan Lee, rest in peace, both of them passed away that exact same year. Ditko passed away on June 29th and Stan Lee passed away on the 12th of November. So this would have been, and it is, the last cameo he would have ever done in any Marvel film ever. Well, yeah. live, not AI, not pre-recorded. Oh, I mean, yeah. But, yeah, um, yeah. I remember, I remember the day he passed away. Like, I think the mean phrase was walking to your house, and because I think we was all going to meet up that same day. 
and we was walking down the road and i remember like i got um, a notification on my phone i was like oh what is this i looked at it and i was like stan lee had passed away and i was just yeah. stopped in the street and i was like what i remember that and i stopped what? and i looked at you and i was like what oh my god then we got back to we got, we got back to yours i'm saying i told you guys what had happened and then we was all like shit we was all just stunned in silence for a bit and i think we kind of agreed all right yeah we're, we're gonna do a podcast we got to talk about stanley we for a did bit. I yeah remember doing i do remember doing a podcast on stanley yeah damn yeah. that was crazy man that was a that was a, a bomb drop that did go dig dig that one out yeah mm. But in light of his passing, obviously, this film was released kind of coming up to it. Um, every single animator who worked on this project, they all wanted to draw Stan Lee. So if we watch the movie, anytime you see a train that goes past, if you pause yeah. the movie at any point, you are more than likely going to see Stan Lee on the train at any point in New York, which is a really Amazing. nice kind of touch that they put into the film. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, do you remember seeing the number 42 around in the movie? Yes. So there was a lot of 42s thrown around in like some somewhat kind of obvious, some were kind of subtle. If you remember them, like the spider that actually bites Miles has Alchemist. the number 42. 42. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now that you say it, yeah. yeah what's yeah. The, what's so, the meaning? So the number 42 is shown throughout the movie. Um, the reason behind it is it's an homage to Jackie Robinson's jersey number, who played for the Brooklyn Dodgers. Uh, Ramsey, one of the film creators, he said in an interview that Jackie Robinson was a barrier-smashing black superhero in baseball, and Miles is a color-smashing black superhero in Spider-Man comics. So Robinson was the first black man to ever play on a major baseball league team, and he was an infielder for the Brooklyn Dodgers from 1947 to 1956. So they felt like ah. for an amazing pioneer for black color. That's why they 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 put they gave Miles that forty two subliminal message everywhere because he was like that spider was from that universe from Jackie Robinson and it, it chose Miles to, for his greatness. I guess in, in like a way, which is that's awesome. That's awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, man. I think there's there's just so many little things about this movie that make it so so good. Like even when you watch it the first time, you can watch it back the second and third and fourth time, and you'll still find little little details all around the place that you hadn't noticed the first time, and it just adds to the value of the movie. It's personal like, touches, think... isn't it? And it it just yeah. gives, it gives the film its own soul in a way. Yeah, it really does, man. It really does. Well, exactly as you said, though, every animator wanted to draw Stan Lee, but like you know, it also took you know however many weeks or months to create one second you know they've got all day where they're just drawing things that they're, they're gonna throw in personal stuff and and, and you can really tell like yeah. any any time in that film as you said like you can spot something new i think you could watch it a hundred times and you still wouldn't have seen every little detail mm-hmm. i think yeah. it's i think it'd be impossible without doing a, a frame by frame like uh where's wally of of little trinkets to find you know i bet there's just <laughs> hundreds in each frame yeah, it's awesome. If, it's so cool. If they're doing it like second by second, I know that I can imagine the grueling and time consuming, but that means that every frame, and I know we keep re-coming back to this, but every frame as an artist becomes personal. Like you're looking, imagine for a four weeks looking at the same picture and just adding a little bit, taking a bit away, adding that color. Like it's like it's like painting. You know, you've painted the whole portrait for weeks and months. 
if you're going to put your heart and soul into it, now times that by <laughs> every second in the film with 180 different people doing the art style. Yeah, it, yeah. it, it, it shows. Um, I don't. I, I hope I'm not taking a trivia away, Rick. But obviously, I'm I'm googling as I'm as I'm talking. No, 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 go for it. No, go for it. Something I actually never really noticed that made sense. I don't know who Peter Ramsey is, so I'm gonna drop, name drop this guy. But it's just just some trivia from the film that it was Peter Ramsey's idea to hold off on the visual comic language being like uh, like word bubbles and panels and and whatnot as we were talking about until Miles is bitten by the spider. Yeah. I didn't notice that. I never noticed that there was a point it triggered. I just, my brain was like, it's always there. No, I swear he like makes a point of talking about it and being like, why can I hear my voice so loud? And yeah, yeah, I don't think he maybe mentions the visuals, I guess. No, I I think he's insinuated when he's like, when he's walking down the hall and he's like, why are my thoughts so loud? Like he turns around and he sees like the speech bubbles. He's like, yeah. But it's like a very quick scene and it just kind of skips on. So it can Quick be scene that took years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Across the Spider Verse, number two. Do you guys know anything? Have you seen the trailers for it yet? I'm guessing we've all I, seen the trailers. I've watched the, trailers. the first trailer and the last trailer. Um, I don't mind. I don't mind knowing anything more extra, but it's one of those films I'm like, I don't need to. I don't. I don't feel like. I feel like the trailers have already showed way too much, in my opinion. Um, but I don't feel the need to know anything more than anything yeah because we're gonna watch it yeah no matter what so anything that the trailer shows you is like "Ah, i don't need to see it i'm gonna go see it you don't need to you don't need to entice me i've got a ticket i'm going i don't want to see it i'm gonna i'm gonna pay to go see it i don't need your free fucking charity (laughs) the scenes that you're chucking out so i don't want it (laughs) they're good they're good trailers like um i don't think they give anything away really like we we know obviously the the whole like the hall of spider-man or whatever they are they do turn on miles but we don't really know why or we don't know why um what's his name is miguel 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 o'hara we don't know why he's been the way he is really um but yeah it is it it's definitely one to watch it's uh yeah I mean, like, I've got notes on it, but if you don't, if you'd rather not know, then we can just keep it. We'll, we'll, we'll keep it quiet, and then we'll just go watch it, and then we'll do like a review of it later, and we'll we'll we'll, we'll do that. Hmm. Well, well, let's do a bit of column A, bit of column B. You can you can you can talk about it, but we're still going to watch it and do a review anyway. All right. So <laughs> well, we're definitely still going to. Well, what I did find. Everybody is dies. <laughs> the end. So Miguel O'Hara, Spider-Man 2099, plays a major role in the sequel leading the Spider-Force. And Spider-Force are a group of Spider-People from all over the multiverse tasked with defending its integrity. Which kind of sounds like a like a Loki thing, like a yeah. TVU? TVA. Mm-hmm. TVA. Yeah, so mm-hmm. it kind of sounds a bit like that. But um, yeah. Against all expectations, Miles finds himself at odds with both the Spider-Force and Gwen when they discuss how to handle the threat of an extremely dangerous villain called the Spot. He was in the trailer uh, as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he was in the trailer. Yeah, yeah. I think so, he was in the um, animated series as well of the original Spider-Man series. The spot. I, I swear he was. He was. Yeah. He, I think I remember. Maybe not in the original, like the OG '90s one, but I remember him in one of the animated series. Mm, yeah, maybe you're right. Yeah. I think the spot is completely new to me. I don't think I've seen it. But when I saw, him, I thought it looked like Rorschach. I was like, "What is Rorschach doing in the Spider-Man film?" <laughs> spot is the one that can like chuck 
like portals. A spot from his body, yeah, and it's a portal. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's dope. Oh, that's new to me. Hmm. But um, yes, yeah, so I think this movie it's set across five different entire universes. So there's Earth sixty five, which is Gwen's universe, the city of Mombatan, which is Manhattan, but an Indian Mombatan, which is the home of the newly announced Spider Man India. Let's go. Nice. In New York, Spider Man 2099's world, and a 70s inspired New London, which is Spider Punk stuff, which is like a new <laughs> character. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, and there's, there's another another universe which is being kept under wraps. So, wherever that could be is, is still a secret. We'll find out. Mm. We'll find out. Okay. God damn. Kind of looking forward to it. I'm a bit. I'm excited to watch it, but I'm kind of also dubious because the first one was so good, and it's a bit like I'm always kind of scared of sequels. Like, will they will they try and just level it out, or will they try and be like, we got a topic, we got a topic, we got a topic, and then try and do too much, and then it falls short. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I think so. this is one of them projects that has been given a lot of time. Like, you know, as you said, it took like four years to make the original yeah. one, I think they are given the time to make it perfect. So, it, yeah, it, it kind of is a double-edged sword when you think about it because, yeah, if, if it does suck, you're going to be like, you spent, how, how long did it take Five you to come up now. with this and you still yeah. fucked it up? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I think they're going to knock it out of the park, personally. I think it's going to be incredible. Um, visually, it will be incredible. You know it's going to be a 10 out of 10 visually anyway, yeah. like, mm-hmm. before you even go in there. But then... You know, they're all, they're, there are characters we already know and love from the first ones, and they're going on a wild adventure. I think no matter how bad the writing is, it's going to be a good romp. You're going to enjoy it. Yeah. it's it's The first one came out in 2018. So if it took them four years to make that one, it's taken them five odd years, four and a half, let's say, till release date to, to kind of make this one. And I think I kind of agree with Charlie in the sense of visuals and stuff like that, those sort of little visually appetizing and attractive qualities will, will, will be there that's that's preset i don't have any trepidation i don't really have any doubt i just be like the storylines either gonna as long as the storyline justifies itself it's fine i'm okay with that if it does more with it i'm on board but i'm not going in with too much expectation or doubt i'm just gonna i'm just gonna go in and be like i'm just gonna go in like blank you know i just want to enjoy it for what it is um the only thing I wouldn't want is them to be like, it's a success, churn it out, churn it out and turn it into a machine. Mm. It will lose the heart and soul of it. Um, and that's the only thing I really wouldn't want. Yeah, mm. that's that's the worry I have as well because, you know, we know the animation's going to be there. Uh, we know the, the quality of the art style and the cinematics and everything is all going to be there. All the action is going to be there. But I think... And and going back to our Marvel podcast, I feel like our favorite like films come from where the characters go through like the like a good journey and uh, get mm-hmm. developed really well. Sure. So I don't I can't see at the moment how Miles or Gwen or um, even Miguel might go through like a, a captivating journey. I'm not sure if it's just going to be about we've got all of these Spider-Men. Look at this one. He's wacky. Look at this one. He's cool. Look at this one. He's new. Um, So I hope it's not on that kind of flex. Um, 
and mm-hmm. I do I I do think it's going to be like a high rated film. It's going to be highly rated. Yeah. But I don't think it's going to top the first one because the journey we go through in the first one with Miles um, and everyone else, uh, even Kingpin, even Miles's dad uh, and his mum, like I think, I think those are I think those are what make good superhero films now for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it needs exactly that kind of Captain America too. Um, I think Miles needs to come out swinging like banging like you know proper just like knocking up people just bang 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 Not knocking them up that's like just getting them pregnant <laughs> going around just knocking people out and uh you know just like kicking ass like he really needs to come out just like oh damn he is in full whack like he's doing it i think that's what they need in this film uh because obviously the first film is his journey which is and that's it it's a really good story of his growth so the, this one i think he needs to come out really confident and like, like ace in the game but then something bigger comes along and it's like you have to yeah. be even better miles you have to be even better than your than your best and i think yeah. that's that would be a good journey for him i think something along those lines is probably their best shot because if they carry on with him being like learning i think it, it would just long out the whole yeah. journey of whatever they're going for yeah i think it's like halfway between what you're saying Chaz. like because if something bigger comes along he still needs to learn to get past it and I think for me, it's like, what What was the last live-action Spider-Man film with the crossover? And Doctor Strange. What was that film called? No Way Home. No Way Home? Right? It was Homecoming, Far From Home, and then No Way Home, yeah. No Way Home. So what No Way Home done well, which I think was led to its success, apart from the visual element of, oh my God, these, you know, nostalgia and previous Spider-Man crossing over, which I loved. Yeah the core of it was still a, a human journey, which what Spider-Man always is. Spider-Man wasn't like, I've got this superpower and look how amazing I am. And that's why people connect. It's like, oh, I'm, I'm the nerd. That's not really socially accepted or I don't know how to fit in. I've lost people because of this. I've had to make sacrifices. And, you know, if it wasn't for my power, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't have lost my uncle. And it's, it's all of those like human factors around his superpowers. And that's what like No Way Home done in the sense of, it starts off with him going to Doctor Strange because he's got a dilemma of look, real life problem here. People know who I am. It's affecting the people I love. All right, cool. It justifies why he goes in that direction. Goes wrong. These people come and it's not, like I said, not just a spectacle Spider-Man. He goes through his arc. He loses his Aunt May. He goes through the great power, great responsibility. And now these other Spider-Men who've already gone through it in different ways are kind of like mentoring him. They're kind of catering to him in, in his journey and it justifies itself. It's not just selling itself on a name. It's like if Peter Park, if if Tom Holland did not have those other Spider-Men, he wouldn't be the Spider-Man he is today. He would have killed Green Goblin. He he would have become a different, darker version of himself because of this loss. He wouldn't have learned that lesson in the mm. way Spider-Man needed to. So it's again that sort of oh, there's other Spider-Men and there's all these people, but it's around his dilemma, around his a uh, human problem, and that's the thing that I would the only thing I would want from this number two is still the heart. You want to go big and crazy, that's fine, but just not for the sake of it. I don't care if you stop. Yeah, not just for the, it can be a spectacle, but around a real dilemma, not just people saying, I missed you or or, you've crossed the line or you've done this wrong. It's like, what's what's the human component that we could all connect to and be like, oh my God, like if I was in your position, 
I get it, but at the same time, I wouldn't want to be you rather than I'm watching a superhero that I have no understanding of and he's going through some shit mm-hmm. and it looks cool, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Do you reckon there'll be any cameos? I was kind of hoping for a uh, Andrew Garfield or Tobey Maguire cameo or possibly even a Tom Holland. That would mm. be cool. That would be well, cool. it's kind of been low-key hinted that Tom Holland might have a good Easter egg at some point in this film. Oh, so, that'd be cool. Because be they've cool. got a lot of Spider-Men in this film. I think the first one, they had, um, I think, 40 different characters that they, that they needed to draw. For this one, they've, they've hired... Now, this could be wrong, but when I read it, it said a thousand animators. A thousand animators. I don't know if that was supposed to be a thousand people total working on the film, but when I read it, it said a thousand animators. So, whichever oh. whatever number it is, they've got a lot of people working on this film. Even more than last time. And they, it would because be. they've got It's got five, a longer runtime. I think, I, I think it must do. It must do, because this and film... And a bigger budget. A much bigger budget. A much bigger budget. <clears throat> I think this film's got the five universes that it's set in, and as opposed to the 40 characters from the first film, there's now 240 different characters to draw, which would make sense why they've got so many animators, and they have every possible iteration of Spider-Man that you can think of mm-hmm. in this movie at some point. So, yeah, it's going to be a big one. Possible cameos, then. Yeah, I think Tom Holland would be amazing. He's got a really good voice. Mm-hmm. And he's got a very I think, do. I think all the Spider Men. This would Andrew be a Garfield good... had a good accent. So did Tobey Maguire. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think Tobey Maguire did. Tobey Maguire just always sounds like Tobey Maguire to me. <laughs> I can't. Not not to cut him. He's good. Right. But, I, I <laughs> <laughs> but um, just to touch on the time, the first film was an hour and forty, and this new one is uh, at two hours sixteen. Okay. Obviously, cool. with credits. That's a, that's, yeah, that's a sizable difference. Yeah. Could I, ask you guys a, could I ask you guys a question? No. No. <laughs> well, uh, thanks, guys, for listening. Son of a beep. Go on, mate. Go on. Ask your question. This film came out in 2018. The Spider Man game on PS4 also came out in 2018 and i'm just kind of wondering like the film i think the film came out just before the game did when i got introduced to that miles I was like that's miles that voice that style even the art and all of that and his journey and then i got reintroduced to him again in the ps4 game version slight tweaks and differences still equally acceptable liked him in a different way i know he wasn't the main character but i'm just kind of wondering and obviously it led on to his own individual game of miles morales and what you guys felt, because you had two miles really introduced into the zeitgeist and into your lives in two different ways, in two different mediums. I'm just wondering if you felt differently in terms of... And that was in a very short it. amount of space as well. That'd very be short. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was within the same point. year. It's a good point. I think it almost felt like, you know, should these be the same miles or something like that? But I think... It was very quickly the uh, the Into the Spider Verse Miles became the sort of uh, the main Miles for me, and I think the the other Miles. I mean that Miles is in 
a Peter Parker Spider-Man game, basically. Like you said, he's not the main character, even though he got he gets his own DLC and he'll be in the second one as well. Uh it's the second one out already. Not yet. No, I don't think not so. Yet. Okay. Um so yeah. Yeah, that one kind of took a back seat for me. Um yeah, that's all I got to say on that. Yeah. I feel like they kind of um I didn't really I didn't really think about it in that way until you just said it because realistically it was just nice to get into the Spider-Verse was a great film with a great miles. And then the PS4 game, Spider-Man game was also an incredible game. Yeah. And absolutely. also had Miles, <laughs> just a different version of him, the same way that you know, I really enjoyed, you know, Spider-Man Homecoming, and the same way I enjoyed playing Spider-Man PS4. You know, mm-hmm. like you could just separate them and go, oh, I, I, I definitely prefer the Spider-Verse version, but yeah. I'm really still excited to play as Miles Morales in the new game. It's just a franchise now, you know. He's he's yeah. become, obviously, he's not become the next Peter Parker yet, but he's already got two versions of himself that we're talking about now and there'll be more you know there'll be other versions that come out of miles morales in the future and stuff and he might become an og at some point yeah i think he could with the with the start he's had i think he's getting there pretty quick like he's going to be like a playable character on like fighting games and stuff like that you know i don't think he's going to be left out of any any big things that come up Mm -hmm. from anything marvel so yeah yeah, i think he's kind of solidified himself Let's be honest, in terms of business and exposure, like Sony had a big year with Spider-Man. They're like, we're not we're, we're not only just not giving him back or sharing with Marvel. We've established ourselves in the movie world and or animation style and gaming world, like and no one wants not, not, yeah. Yeah, but they've owned it. So imagine yeah. making that much of a film and then the game comes out afterwards. Managers hyped everyone up more. They really yeah. put the quality into both of those those forms of media. Which is a, a really rare thing. Yeah, Sony is yeah. surprising everyone. They are because I mean, remember back like to Civil War, and the whole talk about when uh, Spider Man was coming over and that mate. I remember whenever someone spoke to me about, it, I was like, I just fucking wish Sony would just give it up, give Spider Man back to the MCU, because they're going to do a better a better job. But then you wouldn't have got Spider Verse. You you know you wouldn't have got the PS4 game. You know, yeah. and there's definitely going to be more exciting stuff. It is kind of nice. It's refreshing, yeah. actually, because, you know, now Marvel is, is having that downfall. We are worried that that Spider-Man might go with it. But Sony's still got this one, so it's okay. We can kind of keep holding out. <laughs> yeah. I was, was going to say, I was going to say before as well, like, if they do manage to do a Tom Holland crossover into Spider-Verse, it will be, like, the first time we see them crossing over in that way from animated to a live-action sort of media. Because yeah, we did, true. I don't know if you guys thought but we did. I, I kind of thought we was going to get that with the what if, like it, yeah. it's the yeah. same yeah. universe as the MCU and stuff like that. Um, Spider Strange. But some of those animated characters haven't come into our main MCU universe, and our main MCU universe variants haven't really been in that. Like, yeah, they've yeah. just been sort of spin-off stories at the moment. Yeah. One big spin-off story. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I think we pretty much covered a lot of it, guys. Just to end it, though, I thought we'll do a little quiz, Into the Spider-Verse quiz. Uh-oh. For each of us. Each of us we're going to do a play little quiz. Play along at home. Put your phone away, sir, Handy, fucking cheat up. <laughs> I'll put it on the side, I mean, Charlie. It's, it's the gone. It's away. Fuck out a window. Answer these questions, and we'll, we'll reveal what Spider-Man character you're most like. 
Oh, how, how are all four of us going to answer this at the same time? I've got, it, I've got it. Don't worry. So I'm going to ask each of you. I'm going to ask all of you the question, and one by one, you just oh. answer it, and then I'll I'll, I'll do the rest. Yeah. It's time yeah. for the quiz. Spider quiz. Spider quiz. Spider quiz. Everybody gets one. So, so, what is your ideal vacation? Wherever the mafia isn't, Dubai, Tokyo, or New York. Tokyo. <laughs> Why is there three locations, but where the mafia is? <laughs> I mean, That's does that mean the mafia so is in these other places? <laughs> <laughs> but if I say where the mafia isn't, uh, 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 the UK, no. I'm, like, I'm already, I'm already here. No, 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 no. Out of that list, I'll say Tokyo. I'd say New York. New York. Phrase. Yeah, Tokyo. 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 Right. What, what, what about you, Rick? You've got to tell us as well. Uh, mine would be Tokyo, for sure. Easy. Okay. Yeah. Bye, Charlie. Fair. <laughs> so I'm what is here. your favourite meal? <laughs> Burger and fries, waffles with strawberries and whipped cream, chicken-flavoured ramen, or hot dogs with extra mustard? Oh... What was what what was the um the ramen one? Chicken flavored ramen. Chicken. Um, I like ramen. The there's no chicken in I'm it. Gonna... It's flavored. That's just weird. It's, it's to me. I love one. I love ramen, man. I've man, I've got so much into Japanese food in Scotland. It's it's a lot more here than what I expected. So I'm gonna go with ramen. Mm-hmm. You're gonna go with ramen, mate. A, a, a big bowl of ramen. Boys, I go hot dog extra mustard. Hot dog extra much. I love I love a hot dog and out of all, all four of them options, yeah, I'd go hot dog. I'm gonna go burger. Burgers. Nice. Burger. I'll go burger. Mm. <clears throat> all right. What genre of music do you like? Hip hop, pop rock, movie soundtracks, or heavy metal? What was the first one? Hip hop. <laughs> uh, that list I got for hip hop. Yeah, same. I listen to all those. <laughs> yeah. I do listen to. Do you know what? I'll actually go for more soundtracks because I do listen to a lot of soundtracks. Mm. Are you creating your own as well? That's cool. Yeah, I do make my own. Yeah. Right. Favorite school subject: chemistry, art, calculus, or lunch? <laughs> lunch. 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 <laughs> Go on, phrase. Say chemistry or calculus. Calculus. <laughs> school. You said school subject, right? As in, like the lessons. Yeah, like school subject. So I would say art, but art class was pretty crap. Yeah, I maybe mean, was pretty shit. I thought you would go straight for like chemistry or calculus. I thought we all chemistry. Was no, not no, calculus was science. Calculus chemistry was fun. Chemistry was only uh, fun go. because me and you would sit at the back, Charlie, and beatbox and sing. And hey, it was fun. <laughs> it was it was fun. You were building your own chemistry. Ah, yeah. <laughs> layers. So you so cute. So cute. No, um, I'll go calculus. Go on. You're gonna go calculus. calculus. Yeah. What a soldier? How would your friends describe you? Overly Which friendly. For each other. Yes, mature for my age. <clears throat> Lively, energetic, or cynical, I hate everything. 
Overly friendly. So pick. Alright. So what do Charlie first? Well, how would you describe Charlie? Overly friendly, mature for his age, lively, energetic, or cynical? He hates everything. I would say when I first, especially when I first met him, lively and energetic. Yeah, that boy yeah. had energy. Agree. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. All right. What about for Fraser? <laughs> it's bad. I want to do cynical. <laughs> <laughs> do you right. know what? The only that's time I've like ever now. seen Fraser <laughs> cynical or angry was just fireflies. Every time I hear, it's enough. Turn it off. It's enough. Just, just turn it off. I think eleven times in a row is. I, I Mate, think I that's think what it was more. It was more than it that. We more. put the <laughs> repeat for so long, and friends. That's great. We were in that room for about three hours, and it was on repeat. <laughs> Killed Fraser's spirit that day. Uh, what, sorry, we have options one more time. Overly Hi. friendly, cynical, lively, energetic, or mature for his age. Fraser is quite mature for his age. I mean, he always has been. But then he's silly as yeah, well. Yeah. He has no, a silly no, no. side. But Only because no, you guys mature. forced me to. That's no. true, yeah, we did. <laughs> Someone had to be. Yeah, all right. For argument's sake, we'll go for mature for his age. Yeah, right. I think that's fair. What about for Turkish? Overly friendly. Yeah. He is Overly friendly, friendly, yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm I'm handsy. I want to buy stuff. I want to be close. Handsy is too friendly. I am so, I am handsy. I'm just you sit next to him. I'm like yeah, I want to hold you. That's molesty. Hi, I'm so uh, hello inside you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Why, how do you handshake in your country? Oh, and for me, cynical. Cynical. Oh and no. Ugh, he's not cynical. You uh, can be a dick, but he's not cynical. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll go with cynical. Cynical. <laughs> I, I think cynical sounds about right. It's uh, mean, but it's probably the best option out of four. <laughs> so. Yeah, okay, cynical. <laughs> uh, which alignment applies to you the most? Preppy, goffy, nerdy, or a jock? Alignment, you know. Nerdy. What is what is Nerdy. preppy? Like you know, is like that when, um, you're, when you're perky, pretty and like a bit more prim and proper. Yeah, yeah, like snobby would, kind of. I guess I would say maybe I would lean towards preppy. Not without not with the snobbishness, but like I feel preppy as a person, quite like OCD-ish and very scheduled and very. Yeah, I can see that for you. Yeah. Quite, um, I can be quite anal with, without being yeah I knew it was going to take a laugh but that's the only <laughs> word I could think of <laughs> anal it's a bum hole we're going to have to beep that out as well how can you not say anal <laughs> no, it's a description phrase don't be immature don't let us take away that description from you what, what would you say phrase nerdy, jockey, gothy or preppy uh, I'll probably go nerdy yeah, I would good. love you to be gothy phrase, a gothic phrase. I, I was only on the inside. Really, that's 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 the no. phrase that writes in a death Pandora note. He just sits with a blanket over his head and is like, <laughs> 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 How do I phrase it? Phrase, we went to a gig, didn't it? Phrase, didn't we go and see all American rejects? Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. He had a rocky side. And Rick, you answering as well? What's yours? What's yours, Rick? I'd go nerdy if anything. Yeah. Preppy, gothy, or a jog, I'd pick nerd, yeah. Yeah, definitely. 
I would have said a bit jockish, but yeah, fair enough. Really? Mm, a little nah, bit. Not, not, not like in the sporties. No, no. All right, you're right. You're right. You're, you're right. You're more nerdy. You're more nerdy. We don't really use the word jock over here either. All right. What are your hobbies? Singing, dancing, and acting. Drawing, painting, and listening to music. Crying, sleeping, and trying not to call your ex. So, um, <laughs> drinking egg Thanks. creams and punching bad guys. <laughs> Bad guys, wow! Wow! Egg creams and bad guys, and punching bad guys. I love that. That's one option. Okay. I like the drawing Uh, and listening to music one. Yeah. I'm a singy, dancey, acty. Yeah, I'm gonna go for the first one. Definitely. What's yours, Rick? Listening to music. Yeah. yeah. Whichever one the word music is in, it's obviously going to go. Listening to music? Yeah, that's me. That's me. Rickish and Fraser, (laughs) definitely. (laughs) All right. Two more questions each, guys. Two more questions each. What is your favorite TV show? Naruto, Brooklyn Nine Nine, SpongeBob SquarePants, or Black Mirror? I expect that. Ooh. Yeah, these ones are a bit weird. Naruto. Yeah. Yeah, I can have to go with Naruto. <sighs> yeah, Out but they are good lot. choices. Yeah. yeah, Brooklyn and throwing Brooklyn in there was quite a tough one. Do you love Brooklyn? But yeah, but like, Naruto Brooklyn is... made me laugh, but Naruto changed my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the best way to put it. Naruto will yeah, change your so... whole way of being. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. All right, we'll do. We'll do one question each, and then I'll give you the results. We don't get all the results at the same time. So, cool. Charlie. What are your favorite colors to wear? Red and black, blue and red, black and gray, or white and pink? White and pink, I can see you in on a daily basis, for sure. What? White and pink? White and pink. I think you look cute in white and pink. Thank you. You're so cute. I was probably going to say gray and white, to be honest. I think I wear pretty plain white colors I can wear now. Black, white. Black and gray? Black oh, you're gray. naked right now, Black so it doesn't gray. really make a difference. <laughs> He's always naked. Always naked. Every Zoom, man, every potty is like, oh, God, here we go. Charlie got Peter Porker. Yes! <laughs> 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 might yes. seem a little wacky at first, but deep down, you're still a little wacky. Although yeah. you're a little bit out of this world, you're still friendly towards almost everyone that you meet. Your friends enjoy being around you for your charisma and sense of humor. And you've never been one to pass up the opportunity to make a bad joke. That nails That's, Charlie. That That's really is yeah. you. That is a cartoon character. If, if, if the rest of us are as accurate, can we do like a little, not challenge, but like a little, we put it on like a WhatsApp profile pic or something of ours for like a day or something. Because <laughs> yeah, it's sure. just, mate, I'm going to go on to you. That's a, that's, that was really good. That was pinpoint. But yeah, if we're all porky, here we go. Peter Porker. Favorite colors: red and black, blue and red, black and gray, white and pink. Again, I think you look adorable in white and pink. (laughs) I'll try it out sometime. Um, I think black and gray. Yeah, black and gray. Fraser got Penny Parker. (laughs) Is that the Japanese one? Yeah, yeah, the anime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dope. You're an exciting and energetic person, and often the smartest one in the room. Already fucking bang on. You're probably an ambivert, meaning you are both introverted and extroverted at the same time. Yeah. Oh my god, that's so you. 
god. You, may look young you would innocent. build your own spider bot as well. Like you would build the proper like tech suit and everything. I believe it. That's actually crazy. I've never it's ever crazy. heard anyone. And let's be honest. Way, but Fraser perfect. is the closest person to look animated. To look anime, like with the dreads yeah. and the look and the Viking <laughs> yeah. banging. Oh my Playing god! Yeah. Fucking Fury, yes, <laughs> yes, Fury, yes. That's look, what. Oh, you may look young and innocent, but when someone threatens your friends, you are more than capable of taking them down. Oh no, yeah, that's that's, that's, <laughs> pretty cool. that's pretty oh my god! Yeah, that oh, absolutely, good, absolutely, spot on. Good quiz. Right, Sirhan. Same question. Red and uh, black, blue and red. red. Black. Red and black. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. see you're red and black. Where are you right now? You also got Penny Parker. <laughs> oh, no. You Ooh. also got Penny Parker. Exciting and energetic. That. Often the smartest one in the room. Debatable. I think Debatable. so. I'm going to take the quiz. <laughs> Start over. <laughs> no, no, no. Your answers, I don't, though, even I don't agree with that. Just refresh. <laughs> see what comes up. Start again. What, uh, right, what, right, if we don't agree with it, then what, Pete, uh, Bot Parker, Spider Man, would you guys assign me? No, no, I agree. I agree with it. I remember what was said. Really? And I okay. think intelligence can be measured in in different ways, right? Like, Ooh, it no, it's be not the intelligence Im- part. It's it's the rest of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's all of it, really. You need you need one no. to come up with like you need it to say like Kingpin or Prowler or something like that. Kingpin. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. No, I, I think I it, I think it tracks. I would say it's I... more of a miles. You know, you're a bit clumsy. You're a bit of a goofball, but you are still cool. You know, I don't know. I, I would have put you in in the miles in the that, miles that area. Lovable energy to him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. No, I what that was. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Thank you, guys. Thank you. That's the biggest honor on this party today. <laughs> But I know I, I accept the description. I, I, accept, I accept it as it is. But yeah, go on, Ricky. Pink and uh, white. I also got Penny Parko. Oh, that's just stupid. I can't believe it went so well. No, no, Rikesh would be. I would say like I, Rikesh would be. Rikesh would be the prowler. He's got the speakers, <laughs> the music. He's got the swag. Like I'll be honest, it, 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 it would definitely be prowler. Stuff, yeah. I'll take it. Yeah, he does steal stuff, yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, yeah, Jesus. (laughs) You're my uncle, Rick. Oh my God. Uh, I mean, the first two were solid, and then minus turns went a bit bit tits up. I think you just didn't... It didn't refresh. It just kept on phrases <laughs> on the whole time. Just Just go on Google Images and just type the people we want and be like, this is you. So there you go, guys. That was the um, Across the Spider-Verse little podcast for us there. Give us a little refresher. Um, do you guys have anything else you wanted to add? Anything else you wanted to note to make mention of? Soundtrack. Oh, it's fucking yes. dope. Soundtrack is amazing. I still we listen to that album to this day. Yes, I love it all. Like, what's that danger? It's so versatile. The soundtrack. There's so just, many different genres on this, on this one thing. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Do you know what? Um, just to, like as a, the most update on this. 
I think the other day when I was watching the trailer for number two, this is only like a, a week ago or so, Tanya walked in as I was watching it and she was like, oh, what's this? And I was like, oh, this is the trailer to a number two of a film I really, really love. And obviously she's doing that girlfriend thing. Well, if you love it, I'll love it. And, you know, I'll, I'll kind of join you on this and, and, and you know, let's watch number one together. But she also kind of stopped and for the first time was just like pulled in like, what is this? And I was like, I know, right? Because <laughs> everything she sees is either like The Last of Us, God of War, like <laughs> nice stuff, but very boy stuff or traumatizing, Attack on Titan. She'd be like, oh, it's your thing. I'll listen, but I don't need to see it. But this was the first time she stopped. And I was like, She's like, I want to watch it. I'm like, yeah, we're going to watch it. We'll put it on tonight. Nice. Oh, nice. Yeah, let us know if she enjoys it, because I imagine she will. Well, if she doesn't, we're not going to be together. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll find out, because you'll be moving back. <laughs> <laughs> I get a knock at the door. Like, get, she yeah. didn't like it, Charlie. She didn't like it. It's like, oh, come on, coming, coming back. back. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't even have to say it. I'm just going to open it. I'm just going to hug him. Just be like... <laughs> you know when you get those, um, those news pop-ups on your phone? It's just gonna be like one of, one of the articles gonna be like Spider Man into the Spider Verse ruined my relationship. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be like top quiz: Is you and your girl made for each other? One question: Does she like Spider Verse? No. Next. <laughs> Swipe. I mean, no, no, I, I love you, baby. Please don't, don't leave me. <laughs> but yeah, that's it for me, guys. GG's, love to everyone. Missing you, thinking of you. Charlie, put on some clothes. Um, no, but I miss you too, and I will keep my clothes off. <laughs> and Typical. with that, we'll see you all. Typical. Next time. <laughs> and with that, we end the podcast. Thank you for listening, guys. See you, everyone. Peace. Peace out, guys. Peace.